Welcome to the Mission Remix Podcast. Throughout history, God has been on mission to redeem the world and reconcile those living within it to himself. The gospel which serves to accomplish this remains the same, but the styles and ways God's people on mission locally frame it for those in their own culture and neighborhoods change. Like some artists, ministers with a mindset to carry out God's mission where they live, they take the familiar words of a song and then arrange it and mix it to have a fresh hearing to their own audience who needs to hear it. These are their stories. These are their methods. This is the Mission Remix Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mission Remix Podcast. Boy, what a beautiful day it is today here in Houston as we record. Um, today, I think this morning when I woke up, it was around 75 degrees, and it felt like 75 degrees. Um, for Houston, for those folks that don't know, for Houston, that's amazing weather. Um, yeah. When it feels like fall, because it, it's low humidity, it just, man, the cooler weather, the sun... It's absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So uh, thank you all for joining us today. And I'm Tico Montoya alongside Brian Sadler. And um, Brian, tell me, what do you think of this weather? I love this weather. This is perfect golf weather. And um, it's perfect uh, treasure hunting weather, fishing weather. And you're right. We don't get very many days like this in Houston as far as like the low humidity and these lower, uh, you know, temperatures so it's they're fantastic so especially coming off of the summer the yeah, summertime especially especially Ooh. coming off the summer i feel like i mean we're back in glorietta you know in june right exactly That's what it feels like <laughs> it, it, it feels wonderful so. i want this to stay like this for for a long long time so you know as beautiful as this weather's feeling right um we, we, there's some beautiful weather there's some beautiful um some things that are going on around this city that are beautiful and not only just the weather but we've heard some stories over the last month and what it means to live missionally uh, throughout Houston. And uh, we've, we've interviewed some various uh, ministries, um, some different people. Um, we've had uh, four different pastors um, that lead different ministries. But today, today, Brian, we begin a new series in line with our pastor, Daniel Crowther, here at South Main Baptist Church, is preaching on. For the month of October, he is starting a sermon series titled, Love Thy Neighborhood. And uh, this will give us a glimpse of uh, some of the ministries here at South Main and in our context in and around Pasadena um, as we minister to our neighborhoods around this area. So we're excited to start this new venture and start this uh, next month and as we listen to these. Yes, I'm, I'm very, very excited. I'm very, very excited uh, as well to uh, introduce our, our guest today. We have a very special guest uh, today. It's Phoebe Urbina. And many of you uh, here at South Main certainly know who she is. And um, if you don't know, then you're going to learn some fantastic things about her. She's, she's a wonderful servant of God. And um, I was able to meet her uh, directly via the garage sale, which um, the, the youth garage sale that we do. And uh, I'm, I'm going to touch on that a little bit later. But one of the primary things that she does here at South Main um, is the English for as a second language uh, I guess it's a class, or a, it's not a seminar; right. it's a series. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk to her about that and how she can d- use her natural understanding and uh, of the Spanish language, which she's an absolute master of, um, to help those in need. And 
it really um, focuses on the ability to do mission work and ministry in yet another form. I mean, we because we've we've seen and heard so many different creative ways to help and minister to people, um, and I think that you know if you're not directly in that lane, then you don't necessarily know that it exists. I mean, a lot of us see the ESL signs out in our church parking lot in the, in the, in the field and stuff. And, um, so we're going to learn some more about that. So Phoebe, welcome. And we're glad that you're here today. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Well, tell us, um, how long have you been, I guess, tell us about the ESL program, you know, in general, and how long have you been leading that or here for, for South Maine? I feel very blessed to be able to uh, work in the with the ESL program, and Darlene has accepted me to work, and I teach at the second level, uh, English is second language, and many of the students are from Mexico, Honduras, Peru, and uh, and we do get to have an opportunity to uh, praise God by starting off the day by singing, this is the day, and then some of them share the experiences to why they think today, they're thankful for the day mm. today. And uh, many of them have asked also as for prayer for those that uh, they are in need in their family or their neighbors. And I feel uh, blessed being able to work with the ESL program here in South Maine. Well, yeah, that's wonderful. So is there a a curriculum? I mean, like, you know, do you hand out little worksheets or, or are there little booklets? Um, you know, how do you, I guess, tangibly go through, you know, the process of say, helping yes. someone to learn English as a second language? Yes, Darlene has, has it very well organized. We do have textbooks, but yes, I do go beyond the textbook, mm-hmm. trying to make it uh, what the daily living problems, solving the daily living problems that they may have. I see. Mm-hmm. So, so, it it is it does have that kind of formal, uh, I guess, facet to it. But also, you have a very pragmatic approach, a practical approach. It's to say, let you know, let me help you with when you go to the grocery store. You know how you can communicate and how you can find what you need to find, or when you go go to the to the store or inter, interact with neighbors or exactly. whatever. It may, exactly, exactly. When they go to the doctor or the school for you know with their children. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. Um, where are the participants uh, coming from for this course or for this class? Is, uh, you know, are they here from South Maine or the community? or Mostly both? from our community here in South Maine. We do have uh, one or two from LaPorte and Deer Park, okay. but mostly from this, this area. And uh, we do, I do invite them to Bethlehem when we have Bethlehem. Mm. And so, they, yes, they do come to Bethlehem. They come to our uh, garage sales. And I try to get them involved in the many activities that we have here in church. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, that was that kind of leads into my next part of my question, which is how do you, through the ESL class, show them that Christ loves them or that Christ is, is pleased or you know, God has them there for that particular time to participate in ESL? Is it mm-hmm. through just indirect opportunities as God provides them to you or as you see them or um, like you said you began by singing you know this is the day this is the day this yes, is the yes. Day. yes and we expand on that like I said many of them will share their blessings and we go into that 
uh, some of them even ask for prayers, and so we do that. Mm. And, of course, in Thanksgiving, we always uh, stress the fact that, of course, in a country, how, why we celebrate Thanksgiving and why we celebrate now, you know, how you got organized. And, of course, in Christmas, we also uh, bring, uh, we do some little arts and crafts, Christmas cards, and thanking uh, God for the, for Christmas. Okay. No, I, I'm sure that many of these prayer requests um or for, or for family that they have back in Mexico or back in Puerto Rico and some of these other countries that you mentioned, um, not just here locally, but which of course all of them are important, but I'm sure that there are some, you know, interesting prayer requests mm-hmm. or ones that, you know, Watiko and I may not have heard just, right. you know, in everyday Sunday school. Yeah. Our, our real needs, real needs are from around the world, you right. know, right. to have that and the impact that, that that has on these folks, you know, that it has for them, you know, which is great, which is really wonderful because that's why we want them, or at least why the Holy Spirit has allowed this ministry to take root mm-hmm. and to be sensitive to that, but also to to, to have fellowship with, with God and to have fellowship with others mm-hmm. um, in, in, in doing that. And, um, you know, as, 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 as I sit here and think about things, what, what are some of the barriers that, that folks— for instance, that, that may come into ESL and maybe they come like, yeah, this is not, I don't know about this. Or maybe they don't want to come to ESL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what are some of those barriers that maybe y'all have heard or maybe you've seen mm-hmm. for, for folks? Mm-hmm. Well, at first, I think they're afraid to come in. They think we're going to try to change their religion. Mm-hmm. But once they feel, you know, that we're here to teach them English and then, then you know, that we're here to help them in whatever they need and why, you know, uh, why we're really a, f- a family of God and that as children of God, we need to help, if we are children of God, if, they have a, if they're a child of God, how why we help each other. And then they see that we're really not trying to change their religion. Mm-hmm. We do want them to know, to love God and to ex- know Jesus as their Savior, mm-hmm. but we don't try to change their religion. Okay, good. And and I know that um, you, you, you see God at work throughout the year because y'all meet only once a week. And, I, and I, as I understand it, um, these participants would love to meet more than just once a week. Um, and, and, and one thing that I've learned about it and um, was, you know, number one, y- y'all do have different levels of classes. Uh, level one, you do test people that, that come in. So you see, where, where are, where's their English proficiency? And then based on that, then you have level one, two, three, and four. Exactly. And, um, and that's where you kind of inter- interject them. But one of the things I think that, that I learned about this ministry, and maybe you can kind of expand on it just a little bit, is the community that they develop. They love to come because of the community. They, they become familia. They, they become family to one another. And maybe what are some of those things that you see them doing to, to kind of promote community, kind of promote that family that makes it feel like family? What are some of those, those things that they do? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, for instance, when we have a new student, I can see that they all try to help the new student, mm-hmm. give them, make sure they have a paper, that they have pencil, mm-hmm. and, and make them feel welcome, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and share their textbooks or share. So they, they, they really feel like it's a big community, family, yes. family. Yes, and I think um, one of the stories that I heard was one of the young men that came in, he was wife and he were expecting a baby, 
And the the class decided, well, we need to throw a baby shower for them. Aww. And they threw a baby shower for for this this gentleman and his wife. And but that just goes to show you um, just how much they they love to take care of one another. It's not just about learning the English language, although that that's what brings them together, the commonality that brings them together. Mm-hmm. But really, where the, the the God and the Holy Spirit comes in intersects into their lives mm-hmm. is where real life needs are happening, whether it's, you know, a baby shower, whether it's a loss of a loved one. The doctor, she mentioned. Yes, the doctor, you know, um, those those things where people are are struggling with, or maybe it's children. (laughs) Sometimes children, as we know, can be be a struggle, you know, Um, or, and sometimes they come from very, people think, yeah, folks are coming. They're coming from, you know, these countries, but they're here for a reason. Maybe their husband's a doctor, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever it may be, a lawyer. And, yeah. and they're here because their husband is here, but they want to learn um, a, a language that it's foreign to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some of those barriers, I think, I mean, wouldn't you say, like, if, if they're not practicing English at home, then I think that that can be a little bit of a barrier because they're not getting that. I mean, they go home. They, they learn in class from level one, two, three, or four, but then they go home. If they're not practicing it, then it's, it's a little bit harder. So that, that becomes a natural barrier because maybe um, their home life, they, they, they have to speak English. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if they have kids, their kids are learning English in mm-hmm. school. So it also helps them to communicate with their kids mm-hmm. if they can use that and with the teachers and all those kind of things. And mm-hmm. um, I, I like, to, I like to, to, to see that people can have just just a, a wonderful appreciation for language mm-hmm. and the need for ESL, mm-hmm. the need for that, because we take it for granted here um, for ESL. So, um, but what are, what are some of those things that, you know, at least for, for these folks in this class, you know, that, that these classes, these levels one through four, what are some of the things that they're, they're, they're learning? Like for, for what, you know, I, I know we said supermarket, but what other places are, are they, are they seeing? Well, I need to know because of supermarket or, you know, what's some of the things that they want to be able to communicate in what, what, what areas? Every day, uh, leaving, going to the doctor, going to the grocery store. And what also really, I am very happy that I put like for Christmas, I gave them a little Bible, those little Small Bibles, I think it's only about 10 pages. You know, it's really for children, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? But I gave it to them in English, okay? And they loved it. They said, can I have another one for my child or for my neighbor? And that made me very happy. And one of them said, uh, I really would like to have a, a, a bilingual uh, Bible. Mm. So mm. Uh, we in Sunday school class donated New Testaments, bilingual New Testaments, and I was able to put the plan of salvation in the Spanish portion, uh, the scriptures for the mm-hmm. plan of salvation, mm-hmm. and the English uh, por- uh, in the English section. I wrote the English uh, scriptures, and mm-hmm. the, and they loved them. I did not force them to ha- accept them. I left them there. I said, "You may have them if you want to, you know, but please, uh, if you want them, don't throw them away. If you take one, don't throw them away." Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, no, they accepted them and they thanked them because they're in those New Testaments. They are published by the Gideons. Yes, yes, yes. The bilingual. Wow. Uh, they really love those. Wow. And, and, and you know what? The, the great thing about let's say like for the ministry here, going back to ESL. Um, that and I know y'all, 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 y'all tell these folks, hey, there's a garage sale coming up, and I know y'all do various things with them and tell them what's Bethlehem, 
um, those kind of things that, that here at the church that we do. But when, when those things come up, it's like, hey, here's a church garage sale coming up. But when they come here, you know, you know, folks may not know them, but because our, our this church here, Darlene, Daniels, yourself, Wynn Farquhar, you know, others that volunteer, that do these things, um, when they see y'all here, and, and maybe you see some of your students here, there's a level of, yes, that, that's community, and, and they're here. And, and when, when, when they see those things, it makes your job a little bit easier when you're sharing the gospel with them because it's it's a place of familiarity. Mm-hmm. It's a place of comfort. It's a place of trust and hope. Mm-hmm. They've seen love displayed, you know, through the hands and, and the, the voice of Christ mm-hmm. because they take you've taken the time to do those things. And so when you when you do it, it becomes more organic mm-hmm. and it becomes easier to share the gospel mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. But not only that, because these people, they're, they're, these folks are coming from different countries and they have families. And so if you share the gospel with them, think about the, the impact that ESL has on, on these, the, these participants. The domino effect. It is, you know, absolutely. The ripple effect, whatever you want to call it, is really pr- profound. You know, you may help them directly here, and then that will indirectly help their siblings or their family, like you say, back in their home mm-hmm. countries or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, like when they go to their market locally— mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's amazing. And it didn't, isn't God amazing that way? It is. You know, yes. how many people do you have in your class, for instance? This year, I'd have a large group. I have 20 enrolled. Oh, wow. Last year, it was not that many. Mm-hmm. Uh, in attendance, I have around 14. You know, they don't come every day, okay, you know, right. every Wednesday, you know. But uh, we have a nice time. Okay. They really enjoy it. You know? and, and what level do you teach? Second. Second yes. level. Okay, second. so um, so what what are some of those things at the second level that these folks are kind of learning a little bit? Uh-huh. Well, actually, the verbs. Okay. Okay, the different verbs and uh, making complete sentences. Okay. okay? okay. And daily conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh now, they do like for me to also ask them to translate sentences. Like, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to uh, ask the doctor, I tell them, how would you ask the doctor this? You know, mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. like that. They, they want to practice asking their English, you know, asking the questions. And, of course, I have sometimes I help, you know, help them. Okay. You know, yeah. with, with that. Translating, you know. Translating. Well, th- th- this ministry blessed you. Well, uh, I consider a big blessing in, uh, that God has been using me in this mm. aspect when i was little i wanted to be a missionary teacher and i did go i did get my degree in, in education uh, but i did not get assigned to a foreign country but during my christmas holidays and during my summer hol- uh, holidays i would go to mexico and mm-hmm. be a missionary even when i was in college i uh, worked for the uh, union baptist association for the texas baptist association mm-hmm. as a uh, Having vacation Bible schools in different cities, they would send me to different cities to Spanish-speaking churches. So God has used me, and I feel very privileged and and thankful that God is using me at my age. Uh, okay, and I pray that He continues using me because I I feel blessed that I am doing God's work. Well, I want to ask you because this is fascinating to me and uh, your heritage in terms of missionary work, I guess, and missionary calling and missions mm-hmm. um, is fascinating. Like, for those of you out there, obviously you don't know because you can't see it, but she brought in today, before we began our, our podcast today, 
a lot of material to show um, Tico and I the things that her father um, has achieved and that I should say that God has achieved through her father uh, and, and just how this call to missions and ministering via missions um, has come down through your family. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. I know that there's, I know there's a lot to tell, mm-hmm. um, but if you could give us a, a synopsis of kind of how you, you know, your, your father and his legacy of, of starting all the churches. Um, and then I know you had many siblings um, and, you know, then how you felt called to do the things that you did. Mm-hmm. And then if you, we'll see, we can go from there, but I'd love for you to share one, that, that one particular story in Haiti. Um, because I just, people don't mm-hmm. think that miracles, that, that God still it's does miracles. Yes. Yeah. And, and abs, you know, that, that he absolutely does. So anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, well, I am very blessed to have been born into the family that I was born. My father came from a little parents, and they did not want him to go to school. He begged them to let him go to school. So uh, finally, that's the only time he disobeyed his father when he went to live with a la- lady to do their their work at the farm, mm-hmm. and he learned how to read and write. Nevertheless, just to make a long story short, he did get his uh, elementary education uh, when he was 25 years old. He was ac- he accepted the Lord. Somebody gave him well. Somebody gave his mother a New Testament on the street. Mm-hmm. She did not know how to read. She gave it to my father. And my father read it and wanted to learn more about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he went to church to learn more about Jesus and wanted to learn more about the Bible. And uh, he would ask the pastor, people, I talk to people about God, and they ask me questions I do not, I cannot answer. You need to go to the seminary. So my father went to the seminary and uh, got his, his high school degree and his uh, college education, got his seminary degree, and also, God has helped him because even coming from a leader parents, mm-hmm. he mastered Greek and Hebrew and Latin mm-hmm. and French. Mm-hmm. And of course, my mother was a school teacher, so we. Uh, she also was able to help him as he ministered. Uh, always having a kindergarten in mm-hmm. the in the churches that he pastored. And and your and your father's home, you know, was not even a hut. As I as I read some of the information, you said it was twigs and and. When he was born, yes, uh, just twigs. His father uh, earned a living by going around collecting uh, logs, uh, pieces of twigs, uh, sticks, and selling them for firewood. I mean, well, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Tico, but I I didn't grow up even knowing anyone that was anywhere remotely near that type of need. Mm. I mean, we understand it today as people being homeless, we might, I guess we could you know, can, can compare it to someone being homeless uh, under a bridge or in a cardboard box living or trying to survive or something like that. But, I mean, we're talking about brutal, brutal situations in terms of growing up and, and living, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's so taken for granted. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, and, and listen to your father's beginning, you know, coming from, from sticks, you know, exactly. just not having anything. You know, that reminds me of, Reminds me of Jesus mm. when he came to this earth. Where did he show up? Mm-hmm. In a manger. In a manger. Sticks. Mm-hmm. Sticks. Mm-hmm. Brian Sticks. Phoebe. Mm-hmm. I mean, just those beginnings. And 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 just to know, mm-hmm. 
literally Jesus can identify with your father. And he had no home. Jesus yeah. did not have a house. No. My father did not have a house. No. But he was, we always lived in parsonage. And my mother would say, when you retire, I'm going to be living under a tree. And God's <laughs> word was, God's word was, Irene, God will provide. Amen. Irene, God will provide. And sure enough, God has has blessed God's children, and it's biblical. It's mm. biblical in the mm. Bible. They say it's like God blesses a, a righteous man. Mm. How, do, God, how do you say uh, God will provide in Spanish? Dios provera. Mm. Dios provera. That was my father's famous words. He did not worry that he did not. And and when he was in the hospital, we did buy a, a house before while he was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would say, "Have you moved in? Have you moved in? Okay." And he did get to live one week in the house mm. that we bought, oh. you know. So he he, he went to heaven knowing that his wife was being taken care mm. of. And he got to live. He got to live in that house. And if, if, I'm week. sure that week seemed like an eternity to him, yeah. you know, because it's something that God would provide. And God was faithful. God saw it through the very end. Said, you know what? I, you may have a week left in this earth, but I'm going to show you that I promise and my faithfulness is going to to continue to go. Um, one of the things that that um, I, I, I learned and I read in a book called "Reading the Bible from the Margins" and talking about languages and the Spanish language. You know, um, for instance, um, if you're going to say "te amo," that means I love you, and um, it's reserved for spouses, lovers. You know, "te amo," "te amo." But then there's another one. There's another saying that's called "te quiero." Uh, which literally means I, I want you. It's used to connote love towards family and friends. And then there's another term, me gusta, which is, you know, I like it, which, you know, like maybe you like te gusta, you know, ice cream or baseball or football or other things and experiences that we like. Um, but, you know, when, when you look at the Spanish language, it's a beautiful romantic language because in the Bible, when when you see that they're, you're talking for, um, you know, look, understanding God and how to read, you know, most, most folks will, you know, will, will understand, especially in at least an intimate term of they is used for God. It's that intimacy with God. It's that intimacy with God. But the other part that, that this author argues for is to say, you know, the English word you can be translated as, you know, tu or usted, you know, and, 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 and for in the English language, you know, it's more formal. Usted, tu is more informal. And um, it's, it's, it's used for that. But in the Spanish language, when you look at it in Scripture, here's, here's what's amazing. And, and it's, it's, it's you refer to, God is referred to as tu a lot of times because it's that personal God mm-hmm. that just loves you. And it, it's, it's not so far away. He is close to you. He is close to your heart. He is close and, and knows, knows your needs. And he is one of us. Like, like we said, he, he came from sticks. He was an immigrant when he had to go to Egypt and in and, and return. You know, he was those things. So it is that, that, that God, by calling God through, God is recognized as one who's in solidarity with the station of life of those in, that speak Spanish. And that means the world to people, you know, that understand that. And here at ESL and here that, that we have somebody that understands the language. I love languages. I mean, they're, they're so yeah. powerful, you know, Greek, yeah. Hebrew, Absolutely. those languages. But it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful language to remind people that God is with 
two with mm-hmm. you. He's one of us mm-hmm. to, to walk alongside of us. And, and I just hope and pray that the folks in ESL can see that. Have you had any um, examples, and you may, you may or may not, or maybe some of them occurred prior to your becoming involved in ESL, uh, but... Have there been any people that you can that you can say, well, and you, you don't have to give any names, but examples of someone coming to know Christ as a result of ESL, or even just being directly blessed from prayers being answered as a result of being involved mm-hmm. in ESL? Um, can you think of any off the top of your head? Okay, I have a witness some that have gone to church with their the neighbor. Okay. Uh, because it's in Spanish. Mm-hmm. They, they want to go to a Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. church, and so their neighbor says, well, come to my, my church. They're also a pro, uh, Pentecostals. Mm-hmm. I have some Pentecostal uh, students, and they're the ones that have been inviting. You know. And what's also very interesting, my name is uh, Phoebe, in Spanish, Phoebe, mm-hmm. which is in Romans 16. And one of my students has yes. a daughter named Phoebe. Okay, and so that she's the first. She says, "Oh, when she first met me, this is the first year that she comes." She says, "You have my daughter's name. It's in the Bible." And then she starts preaching about how she helped Peter and all this. Yeah. So we, we do have the opportunity, you know, to share God's word, and uh, they do invite each other uh, to their churches. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I do love that. I mean, because uh, you know, I do think of Phoebe, and I think of it in the New Testament, right. and honestly. I had no idea that you spelled it the way you do. I, I thought that it was, you know, spelled like it is in the Bible, but it makes obviously sense, you know, be, being Hispanic, you know, that it would be, you'd spell it this way. So, uh, yes, it's a, the Spanish is with the nail. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The PH does not exceed in Spanish. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, so it's the F. The F sound is, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I just think all of it is, is fascinating and, um, it's it's a blessing to see again, you know, as we continue to talk about reaching our neighborhood, um, you know, directly and indirectly, mm-hmm. um, whether it's through a program like ESL English Absolutely. as a second language, um, and these people can go home and share uh, what they've learned and what they've experienced, and and you know, and I would say, uh, I believe that they go home and they share how they've been treated. Uh, by mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you know, and your actions, and, and not just you, but you know, everyone involved. But 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 in terms of the Hispanic English barrier, you know how you've been able to uh, help them and love them, and in addition to that, uh, how you've been able to not judge them or not um, discriminate against them or have any pre determined ideas and thoughts about their religions about, you know, because you're, you're even talking about denomination stuff. You talked about Pentecostal earlier. You said, we're not going to try and change you from being, I guess, Catholic is, is primarily, you know, or maybe whatever, you know, it may be. No, the, the main thing is to, for them to know Christ and accept Christ. Amen. I'm not for them to change their religion. Mm-hmm. And I know a lady that's very, very devout Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, was, I was very surprised. She gave me a book uh, for Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. a journal book. And she says, may God bless you. You have been a blessing. May God bless you with his lovely hands, you know. And I was really surprised how, she, how, how close she was in her verbs, you know, uh, exp- expressing herself, giving mm-hmm. me the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And 
these are these are lives. These are these are real people. Yes. real lives. Souls. That, that God, souls that God is pursuing and pursuing. So um, I know ESL. They meet. Y'all meet once a week on Wednesdays, and people can come up here and and sign up. Um, and they'll, they'll have a little proficiency exam. It's nothing to be afraid of. Um, and then they'll put them in the right class and position them in that right class and uh, meet once a week. Um, and I know that it's it's a great community and all are welcome to come and, and, and participate to learn English mm-hmm. and um, just to come. And it's free. And I do believe there's even child care for those that are five years and younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're school age, of course, they're going to be in school. But if, if so, don't let do not let you having children, you know. <laughs> Um, so if you know somebody in your neighborhood or you know somebody that you work with or somebody works with that, that would like that, um, you can always um, call up here at the church at uh, South Main um, or you can get um, information from that, um, from our church website. So Brian, what, what is that information that, that you have there? Yeah, this is a, um, a it's a flyer that, that I, I suppose it, these are available as well. Um, and it just says ESL uh, English or Inglés. Um, and it's information on the ESL classes and where you meet and what days or what time and, and the days um, and phone numbers. And is there any other information or how else can they acquire information? Yes, the telephone numbers are there uh, in the very back. They can uh, call me or call uh, Darlene. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, so for more information in English, Contact Darlene Daniels, and then it has it provides her phone number. It is 281-487-3229. And then for more information in Spanish, uh, contact uh, Phoebe Urbina, our guest here, and her phone number is 346-400-6703. So those are direct links to how you can get more information on the ESL classes. Um, My number is also 281. Eight one nine nine eight 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 six one. That's my home number, mm-hmm. and most likely I will enter that before the text. Oh, okay. Two eight one. Okay. Nine nine eight 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 six one. So, and, and for people that don't know, you know, if if you're listening to this, where we're located, um, what we're located at, we are at forty three hundred East Sam Houston Parkway South, and that's in Pasadena, Texas seven seven five zero five. And our phone number is 281-487-8200. So if you are interested in this, um, you can give that a call. You can come by. You can stop by and, and come in and sign up on the day of on Wednesdays. You can just come in Wednesday mornings. What sure. time do you all start in the morning? 9 o'clock from 9, 9 to 11. Okay, 9, 9 to 11. 11. Okay, good. So somebody will be here a little bit earlier to, if, if you want. So, 8.30. You know, 8.30. 8.30 or so. So you all come on in. Um, and if you want to call Phoebe, 281-998. Eight eight six one. She will answer that as well. So that is that has been 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 good for y'all. I know it's been good for this community. And what a wonderful ministry, Brian. That that we we can we can have in our own backyard in the context of South Maine in our own backyard. And what wonderful Absolutely. people that we have. Absolutely, and uh, great great people. And and it's also a blessing just to see our facilities being used Amen. in so many different capacities throughout mm-hmm. the week. Cause a lot of times I think, you know, we, we all fall into the habit of thinking, well, it's used on Sundays and Wednesdays and you know, the rest of the week, the lights are out necessarily in, in some of these hallways, but no, you know, ministries continue and God's using Amen. one here. And, and, and to know this, that you don't have to go across the world to do missions. It's right here in our own backyard 
and we can really begin to make a difference in God's kingdom and for his kingdom work. So just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful ministry that, that we have here in um, ESL. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your heart and, and, and volunteering and giving your time as we, as we look towards um, seeing what ESL can do for, for this community and how God's going to intersect in that avenue for language, where language will no longer be a barrier, but it'll be an avenue and a conduit to fellowship with God in Christ and with other believers, and hopefully yes. new believers, <laughs> yes. new believers. Amen. So it would be great. All right, Brian, will you, will you mind praying for us and, and uh, leading us out of here? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get to speak with Phoebe, God, and hear her testimony, Lord, and to see how you're using her and her background and her history uh, of missionary work through her father as and, and passed on down mm-hmm. uh, to her, God, to reach people for you and for your son, Jesus Christ, and how she loves you so much, God, and, and makes it so obvious um, that she just loves Jesus. And she wants other people to know who Jesus is. Um, and she truly is an example, God, of somebody who walks by faith and not by sight, Lord. We're so thankful uh, for the blessing that she's able to provide in in the way that she participates and helps lead the ESL uh, program um, and how that funnels out into other areas um, of ministry uh, to these individuals who attend the classes um, by way of their families in terms of their daily regular needs. As, As Tico mentioned earlier, just practical needs of going to the store, of going to the doctor, and and things that we uh, sometimes can take for granted, but that is an absolute real need. And um, so we thank you, God, that you're able to use her in that way. We thank you for our church um, that has a room available for these people to meet, Lord God, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and and, and hear the gospel and the truth about salvation and and who you are and your son, Jesus. So, God, we thank you for... um, getting a opportunity to and blessing to speak with her today. God, I pray that you would bless Phoebe and continue to bless her and her family and all those that she's involved in God in her mission work and her ministry work, both locally and, and around the world and the things that she does. Um, we love you guys in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. 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 Well, Phoebe, thank you for joining us today. Thank we you. really appreciate it. And, um, we enjoyed our conversation today. My pleasure. All thank right. you for inviting me. All thank right. you, Phoebe. Thank you. All right, y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the mission remix podcast. If you would like to hear more stories and conversations from those like our guests today who are living missionally in their own cultures and neighborhoods, be sure to hit like or click subscribe from wherever you're listening to this show. If this episode was encouraging and inspiring to you, feel free to share it with others who could use some encouragement too. The Mission Remix is a podcast of South Main Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas, where we work, support, and partner with many missionaries and pastors like the one you heard today around the greater Houston area. If you would like to know how you can further support mission endeavors like these, whether that be through generosity or service, you can email us at info at southmain.org. Until next time, keep living on mission for the sake of your own neighborhood.